In today's episode of That Taxi Podcast, this kid comes running up and he goes, hey, yo, 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 yo. And I rolled down the window and I said, what's up? He goes, yo, man, you a taxi? Huh? I have a taxi light. On top. The reason he ran up to me. Saw the taxi light. Because he saw the taxi uh-huh. light on the top of the car. People say, oh, I'll give you $100 if you take me. And it's, you know, very short ride, like maybe four or five miles. I'll say, sure, hop in. Yeah. And by the time we get there, it's changed to, oh, here's a 20. Oh, that's, yeah. He starts stumbling toward the boat, and I'm watching the big guy try to step off of the dock onto the boat, right? Okay. He falls in between. I was more... Well, that's terrifying. Right. Okay. He is holding one hand on the dock, one hand on the boat. Oh, and so he didn't fall completely No, through. he's not in the water yet. He caught himself. So... Yet. I know this dude. He's been peacocking around, and he's yeah. been talking shit, so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him what's what. There's never been a situation where either of those guns need to get drawn. It was people looking for a fight. That just comes down to pride. Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts. (laughs) Okay, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. Off we go. This is very strange. Uh, We're not in the taxi, and I am waiting on David, because all of David's cars are in the shop. All of them. Hey! Ring my bell. You found my truck. Yeah. Uh, why are we doing this? Uh, because all your cars are broken. Is that puke on my... Oh, it's french fries. <laughs> your mom was in here earlier, so... Eating it your could, french fries? It could be pussy juice, too. Oh, my God. Sorry, Mom. How you doing? Actually, my mom probably isn't listening. I know my mom's not. I know my mom stopped probably after the first yeah, 30 seconds my mom's dead, of episode so. one. Oh. No, she's not. Mom, stop listening. If you if you are this far in the series, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what woman? are you listening? To this? <laughs> this is not safe for moms. Oh, David, I can't believe you talk like that. <laughs> Always did. Just kept it from you. Yeah. <laughs> so my kids do the same thing. Yep. And so do your kids, if you have kids. Yeah, I smoke pot with my kids, so yeah, we've got this relationship. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. When are you going to get your cars back? Oh yeah. So this is why we're in. Thomas's vehicles because this nice Allie, 2001 F 150. Allie had to go to the doctor, right, to take care of her gonorrhea. Basically, what happened, boys and girls, my engine seized. Fortunately for me, there is a lawsuit against Hyundai for my particular make and model of vehicle, the 2013 Hyundai Sonata Turbo, where in manufacturing metal got into the engine right. as they were building the engine. Yeah. They didn't say anything. And they sent out the engines anyway, right? Okay. And then they started noticing that they were seizing up and they thought, well, we'll just let that go. Because basically they don't do anything until 
lawsuits start coming sure. in. And then they have to determine, do we want to do a recall or do we want to pay out on lawsuits? Right. And the lawsuit came out and said, you have to fix this issue. There, wasn't there a fix to give you a shorter dipstick? So what they said was, hmm, maybe if we put more oil in it, there'll be more lubrication for a longer period of time. So they made a shorter dipstick. Right. To, so to, you're, you would, so you would more put oil. more oil in it at yeah. the time. And it was just a temporary fix, yeah. basically. But once you did that fix, if it's still seized, yeah, they will replace your engine for free, okay. regardless of whether you are the previous owner, the current owner, the future owner, regardless of how many miles you have put on it. It's 100% free, or excuse me, 100% warranty on the engine for its life. Okay. Okay. So and you, you were lucky enough that the previous owner did have that. Did all the things, dipstick. yeah, did all the things that were required. And you're meticulous enough that you get your oil changed and you keep the receipts yep. every single time. Yeah, I get my oil changed at least, I tried to do it once a month, um, but this this year I think I did it like every other month. Okay. I had the records for right. it. And that's uh, one of the requirements is that you maintain the yeah, engine. Yeah, because if you can't prove sure. you've been taking care of your engine, well, it could be your fault, not our fault. They're going to look for every excuse to not do it. So to make this whole long story longer, I had to take it into Hyundai and I just got an email or a text back saying today or yesterday saying, yes, you need a new engine. Give us your oil receipts. Give us your oil receipts. But right. they didn't say we're doing it for free yet. Right. So. Well, if you don't have the oil receipts, they'll probably say, well, we'll do it, but it's going to cost, gonna cost you. you. Yeah. But you have all of them. I have everything. Which is yeah. good. And how long has it been at Hyundai now? Like three weeks? I don't know even. Maybe two, or two three weeks. weeks. Two yeah. weeks, yeah. It's and then you weeks. just now got to Just it. yesterday got the thing, yeah. I searched some one of those things that they get, they do it when they can get to it. It's not and that's what he a said. priority thing, right? You know, I dropped it off. He said, uh, yeah, it could take a couple weeks for us to get to it. And then we send the information off to Hyundai and see what they say. Right. And then if they say, yeah, we can replace you know the engine. You know what they say. Hey, racist Thomas. Yeah. What they do then is they uh, have to wait for the engine to come. And then when the engine comes, he says it's a couple of weeks for us to put it. The shortest thing that he's going to have to do is put it in. He said that's, that's what the shortest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shortest thing is putting it in. So. Okay. Oh, anything happened? No good to you this week or bad? Good. Or? I had an interesting thing. Uh, I'm driving downtown and this kid comes running up and he goes, hey, yo, 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 yo. So I stopped. Did you I say yo down. back? No, no. And I rolled down the window and I said, what's up? He goes, yo, man, you a taxi? Huh? I have a taxi light. On top. On top. The reason he ran up to me. Saw the taxi light. Because he saw the taxi uh -huh. light on the top of the car. I looked at him and I drove away. You didn't say. No, well, I didn't say anything uh, else. See that, I always enjoy the, because that happens to me too. You know, you, you'll be somewhere and the. I'm a, my cab is a certain color, yeah. and it says so right on the side. Yeah, it and says the color of your cab. They'll come the up to me and go, hey, man, are you a uh, city cab? I'm like, it says red cab on the side. What do you think? Yeah. I always like the little, you know, like making them feel a little sure. bit dumb, you know. Well, people have come up to me before and said, are you yellow cab? Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, I'm literally in a white vehicle. Right. And the sign yeah. on top says white, and there's no marking that says yeah. yellow cab. On well, no, I'll be downtown. I'll pull up to the curb, and... People will be waiting for Ubers, and one will invariably one will come up and say, "Are you Uber?" Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about that. I knew this was. I knew this is where it would go to. Oh, um, I'll have somebody who walks. He's getting smarter. <laughs> I led you down this path, and I knew it. Oh, wise guy. Excellent. 
I'm, somebody will he's come. He's doing and, Monty Burns. I'm doing Curly. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll have a guy or a woman come up to my cab and say, are you my Uber? Uh-huh. And the answer is point to the roof. I'm a taxi. Uh-huh. And they'll say something like, are you here for Amanda? I'm like, I'm a taxi. Are you looking for an Uber? Yeah. Are you my Uber? Like, I am a taxi. I'm sign languaging that. Okay. And incorrectly. Incorrectly. I don't know how to sign language. Actually, I do know some letters, mm-hmm. but I, I can't do taxi. I'm uh, sure someone's out there showing us in the radio how to do T-A-X-I. They're yelling at us in sign language. Oh, oh, okay, I hear you. Now. <laughs> I hear you. So inevitably, they come up and they ask, are you my Uber? They, inevitably, they say they can't. It doesn't get through their head. I have half a mind. I have half to a say, mind. say, yes, I'm your Uber? Yes, and let them get in my car and then drive them someplace completely in a different Ooh. direction. And when they go, where are you going? And I said, I'm not an Uber. But you said you were my Uber. Yeah, I know, because it's what's, what we've got here is kidnapping. <laughs> I was going to say that. You're treading on a thin line. But they argue with me. I agree. And I've had that happen. I've They've gotten in the car. This is a different situation. I take them to where they say they want to go. I drop them off, and they say, okay, okay we're good, bye. right? Yeah, yeah. I say, you need to pay. Oh, wait, I thought you had my credit card information already. Uh, no, I'm not an Uber. This is a cab. Yeah. And after a few drinks, you can kind of forget. I can forgive, too. Sure. Because I, I understand that. Yeah. And I've never physically had to grab somebody and say, you need to pay, goddammit. You know, I mean, well, this once, also, you, once they realize that you're not yeah. an Uber, they, they're happy to pay. Well, this happened to me. Um, I was waiting for, just like you do outside that bar, you wait for one of your guys and you turn somebody away. And uh, I had these bro dudes coming up to me, total drunk, stumbling, and mm. the kid knocks on my window <laughs> Says, hey, did you ride? I said, I'm not available. He goes, I got money. I said, I'm oh, fine. Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody. I, it wasn't, right. but I wasn't putting them in my car. Okay. Because, you know, I'm spoiled now. Yeah. I don't take anybody. And he's like, I got more money than your other person. I said, trust me, you do not. Right. He goes, oh, well, that's presumptuous. He used a good word, though. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I have been waiting for that guy at that bar, and I've had people come up to me. And say, can you take me down here? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for somebody right now. He goes, I'm sure his ride's not going to be as much as mine. And I explained to them, this is a regular of mine. Yeah. He pays for, you know, $80 every weekend. And in the long run, you're not going to be able to compete because you're a one-time deal. Yeah. Going out to the hotel. I'll never see you again. Yeah. So your $45 does not compare to this $320 yeah. a month guy, you know. Yeah. If you want to pay me what he pays me in a year, sure, yeah, I'll sure. take I'll right ditch now. him right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I should have said to this guy, "Give me three hundred dollars right now. We go." Uh huh. And then let them say, "Fuck off." Right. Yeah. Right. And so, like, well, there you go. Yeah. You know. Bye. I've also had uh, people say, "Oh, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you take me." And it's you know very short ride, like maybe four or five miles. I'll say, "Sure, hop in." Yeah. And by the time we get there, it's changed to, "Oh, here's a 20. Oh, that. Yeah. Anyway, yes, that was my that was my uh, what experience I had uh, today. Wow, it's dark in here. Do you want to? Are we going to do the wheel here? Oh yeah, let's do the wheel. I have it right here. Yes, I know. The fuck was it? Oh, that guy was hitting it fast. Yeah, that's a a little dick, uh, Hick, who's got his truck lifted. What does he got on there? What does he got on? It's the a back? flatbed. But it looks like a, a generator. Yeah, charger. 
generator. Sorry. I, we were talking about the same thing. Yeah, but you called it a charger generator. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Ready? Am I doing it? Yeah, you do it. Alrighty. Spin around. Oh, wait. Welcome to the Dispatcher. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And just like our conversations in the taxi, we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's what makes what we do so real. So thank you to Preston for giving the wheel this new and creative name. Yeah, the old name sucks. Yeah. So let's see where the dispatcher sends us now. The Dispatcher! 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 That's actually fun to do. Yeah, we should just do a whole episode where we do Dispatcher. Dispatcher! I can't see. Seven! seven. <laughs> <laughs> nice! Uh, what is seven, 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 seven? Yeah. Oh shit, moment! Oh okay. shit. You want me to go first? I have well, when you say that, yeah, I, you're better off because okay. Uh, pick these guys up. Uh, we live in a harbor town, and there's commercial fishermen around. Yep. Uh, sometimes they come in and have to do maintenance and whatnot, so they have a few nights. Uh, they have a few nights they got to kill, so they'll, you know, invariably they'll go downtown, right? Mm-hmm. Drink and pick these two fishermen They're up. They're pretty wild. <laughs> they get they get, they get wild, hammered because yeah. they go out and they they come. They're yeah. out for like two months or whatever, and they come back with like eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Done. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> pick these two guys up, and they say, "Well, take us down to the Sawtooth." And the Sawtooth is the the commercial dock because well, it's, it's shaped jacket. like a yeah, it's like a like a knife saw knife, serrated knife. Serrated knife. Yeah, that's a big word for me. Serrated. Serrated. Uh, anyway, uh, pick them up, take them down there. Uh, their boat's right there at the end, so I don't have to drive down the dock, which I have driven down the Sawtooth Dock. It's, I've driven down that a yeah. long time. A lot of times. It's, it's fun. Well, you it, always imagine yourself just driving <laughs> off. <laughs> but they were at the first boat, so they get out, and uh, one guy is totally stumbling drunk. The other guy's paying. I mean, the other guy is a big guy. He's probably 350 if he's an ounce. That's a big boy. Big boy, for, especially on a boat, man. There's not a lot of room on those things. I wonder how he gets through the little portholes and shit. Do you go through portholes? I don't know. I'm not a boater. <laughs> You're not a seaman? <laughs> Your mom <would> likes <laughs> You can't say that. <laughs> Have we switched? You with the mom <laughs> jokes today. God damn it. Oh. Usually it's me. Usually it's me with the phone. How about I turn down off my phone now? Where was I? Oh, uh, fisherman. 350-pound big boy. Big boy fisherman. Yeah. He starts stumbling toward the boat, and I kind of, like, gasped. And his friend said, oh, he's fine, he's fine. So his friend pays, and I'm watching the big guy try to step off of the dock onto the boat, right? I, okay. He falls in between. I was more, well, that's terrifying. Right. Okay, okay. And not only that, he is holding one hand on the dock, one hand on the boat. Oh, and, so he didn't fall completely No, through. he's not in the water yet. He caught himself. So, yet. Me and another guy see him, and we run over there. I grab an arm. His friend grabs an arm, and we cannot move oh, him. And, and he is huge, man. And we're getting tired. And there's cars. Uh, every now and then, a car will go by, and I go, help. You know, I yell as long as I could help. Nobody can hear because it's kind of, kind of cold, and people have their windows up, right? Yeah. But anyway, the other guy lets go. 
So I'm the only one holding. Holding 350 and pounds. And I can't hold his sweat. His sweatshirt. I all I have is a sweatshirt in it within three seconds. Was it and we hear a splash. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I go to run, run to go get my phone to call 911 because I figure this guy yeah, is in trouble, tough. right? And we're talking the harbor. Yes. Yeah. And it's cold out. Yeah. And I guess the cold water like woke him out of his drunk because he was able to swim to the he ladder. Out and like, yeah. Yeah. So he swam to the ladder and climbed up and got on the boat. But you want to talk about an oh shit moment. Lots could have gone wrong. I thought the guy was dead. Yeah, I would have thought so too. Mm. And there's also uh, the boat bumps against the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have he could have been crushed. Yeah. Uh, That's scary because you probably were this close to seeing somebody die. Yeah, I thought I thought for sure he was gonna, and I wasn't gonna jump in after him because that's the worst thing you can do. Is it? It is. When someone is drowning, don't go swim out unless you have a stick or something for them. To grab, yeah, he to. would take you down, right? Because they will invariably panic and grab, right. and you both end up. So this brings me to a, a story we both know that happened a few years ago. One of the cab drivers drove this guy out to one of the um, lakes, uh, and it was around this time. It was like close to winter time, right. between winter and fall. Uh, we should say in this area, this time of year, we're meaning it gets pretty close to freezing at night yeah. and not much into the upper 40s during the day yeah if and that he drove this guy out there was who was drunk and he's like oh, i want to go swimming and the guy jumped in the water and danny was waiting for him because it was somebody he drove a lot right and this guy jumped into the lake and swam out and started to drown and danny called 911 and then got on a log or a maybe there was a like a canoe type thing i think it was a log Okay. Something. And he, in this frozen cold water, rode himself out there and brought the guy back to the shore by the time the ambulance had arrived. Okay. He made the papers. Uh-huh. And this is where I thought to myself, would I have done that? I feel absolutely horrible to say, I don't think I would. I would have called 911. Yeah. But I don't think I would. Now, granted, people, we None of us know our limits. No, none of us really know what kind of things we would do. Right when you get pressed, would right, you, yeah, yeah. Right. When we're talking about a human life or something like that, people have lifted cars. People have done all kinds of crazy yeah. shit. Just and never realized, ne- never having thought twice about it. You know, um, it still plagues me today. Like if that guy had fallen in, I at least you can say I know you're not supposed to. Right. You know, I wouldn't have swam out to this guy. Yeah. I might have taken something. I might have was. jumped onto the boat, looked for a life, a life something, preserver, right? Yeah, Don't maybe. they? Sure, sure. Like one? the rings that are yeah. all on the sides. Uh, yeah, maybe there was something like that. Sure. Man, you nearly saw death. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, mine's, I'm, as I'm thinking of one, I had a guy that as I was coming out of a neighborhood, there was a guy standing in the street and he stopped me. That's one thing I can't stand either. It was when people jump into traffic or jump in the street to stop you to stop a 2000, 3000 pound vehicle right. with their little flesh bag, uh, meaning their whole body. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, stop. So I did. And he goes, give me a ride or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm puzzled. I'm giving Thomas a puzzled look like, what the? How, is that? How do you ask for a ride that way? Yeah. Especially when you're in front of a car that he, you could just. Run them over. Accelerate. Yeah. yeah. And he's problem solved. He's threatening me, and I'd probably get away with it too, <laughs> if it weren't for those pesky kids. Yeah. Um, 
but he's threatening me to get into my car, mine, yeah. my vehicle, so that I give him a ride. Uh, and I said, all right, fine, get in. And as he came around. And he, he comes around, and he stops again, and he goes, you going to let me in the cab? And I said, yeah, Jesus, you're wasting my time. So he came around, and as soon as he was out of the way of my hood, I just took off. Oh, clever. But still, that's not how you do it. So no, it no, no. Could have been all. a no shit moment. I haven't had a lot. I've had some that are threatening, but that one, yeah, was like, uh, you know, along the same lines. I've had uh, people come up to the cab and say, "You've got to take me where wherever I want to go because you're a cab." I'm like, <laughs> uh, you you don't seem to realize I can refuse service to anybody. Anybody. Um. Okay. Uh, we next up. Is... Let's not spin the wheel because we have an interview. Interview. I interviewed Nikolai. Maybe he's uh, his real name is Nicholas, and to be cool, he says my name is Nikolai. But he's a cool. He's a cool dude. Yes, I've known him for for several years. I have known him for zero years, <laughs> but he's pretty cool. Have you had a drunk guy throw a fit in a bar? Oh, so many times. <laughs> uh... <laughs> have you ever been punched? I've been punched multiple times. I had uh, ribs broken. Uh, been, from a fight at the bar? Yeah. I uh, I used to wear this like super shitty uh, it was a big old chain and it had like a silver deer skull at the end of it. And I would wear it around but I would like tuck it in when I was bouncing. Right. And then one night there was a big old fight and had this dude in a headlock, and the way the fight had gone, and with how big my shirt was, it like pinched in right there. Oh, this is the guy's shoulder was like checking it in, and the pendant Duck it was in. like a pressure point, kind of like with like a glass breaker, oh, sure. and it like cracked my wrist. Um, it was weird too because like I, I don't know, like in the, all the times I'd bounce, I had been been kicked in the face, I've been punched in the face, I've been elbowed in the face, I've, all that shit has happened. I never threw a punch. You never threw a punch? I never threw a punch. Um, Not even when, uh, you know, like the last minute when you know you can get it in? No, like I never did because that's always how I've been taught. And like, I feel like also part of this like childhood conditioning where like my dad was always like, someone punches you can punch your back. But then I started seeing people get like arrested for fights downtown and like work in security and like knowing that if I was ever criminally liable, none of those places actually happen. Sure. Like, and they're not like maybe they'll feel bad if you have to pay some medical bills, but the only medical bills you're getting are like compensations from court with the person that attacked you. Right. And working downtown long enough, you know enough people that start doing like very legal activities, and you're kind of like, all right, like I'm not, I'm just not gonna get involved in that. Like yeah. I don't want to get involved in the legal side of everything. Um. So I never threw a punch. But have you ever thrown a punch off the job with? regular like maybe a fight out in public so or? i mean i used i used to do some boxing uh -huh. i used to do some fighting so like i've thrown a punch i've like taught people a little bit of like the basics of like how to fight like i'm pretty confident in my ability but what i've always kind of prided myself on is like i i don't initiate the fight right and i i don't know back when we bounced at the royal like i was the smallest guy there nobody yeah. ever like really wanted me to bounce there until i like prove my worth because I was the one guy who wouldn't take it personally like yeah it's kind of like Roadhouse you know when he's sure. like what if someone calls my mother a whore and he's like is she and he's like the bottom line is just be nice yeah just be, and so like I 
I learned from that. Overall, no, I outside of work, I've never been in a confrontation where I've had to get physical with someone. Yeah. Because I know it's not worth it. Like right. I have never, never wanted to deal with an assault charge. Like I mean, I keep a knife on me. Like I'm like always prepared for if push comes to shove, you have to do it. So does that come but, from your discipline in boxing, or does that come from what your father said, or does it come from Roadhouse? The carrying a knife on me? No, or just the, not just getting the, into an altercation. The not getting into altercation is uh, I've seen a lot of people get stabbed in the uh, time I've been You just know it's going to go bad. I know it's going to go bad, yeah. and if push comes to shove, like, I'll... If someone's, like, actually trying to do lethal force, like, yeah, I'll... Maybe I'd reciprocate that if yeah. it was meant saving my life. Well, I've seen but you... every goddamn time, like, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Like, all the times I've been hurt on the job, every time I've seen a bouncer throw a punch... It didn't have to happen. It's never been necessary. Yeah. I've never seen a fight that needed to happen. Right. And I think that's more the environment that we live in. There's a lot of stupidity, and all of it's under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. And so, yeah, someone can punch me in the face, but as long as I hold them in a headlock for the, like, five minutes that the cops come... Yeah. Who's a fuck? Like... Yeah. I don't need to, like, get that punch in, too. Right. And also, like, I, I would say just, like, wrestling and all, like, non-offensive maneuvers of restraining a person are way more valuable than the fact they need to throw a punch. Okay. Like, if I need to throw that punch to hurt someone, I'm confident that I can do that because I've practiced that. Yeah, yeah. But I've never felt the need to, like, I actually need to hurt you. Like, and I think a big part of it, too, is... Uh, what people perceive as the justification for violence. Sure. Um, and a lot of violence downtown is perceived as pride. Like it's just, it is pride. It, yeah. It's a huge part of it's pride. 100%. And for me, like, violence is to protect yourself or to protect others. Right. But even then, like... From people, real danger. From real danger. Real danger, and, yeah. I mean, I don't say, like, I'm not trying to say, like, white knighting is, like, an incel thing to do. Be like, oh, you're disrespecting this woman, I need to fight you now. Like, right. you should stand up, like, if you see, like, a guy being, like, But it doesn't need to go to throws. But you don't, you don't need, need to, pull like, out just a deck a guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, or... Because that's what's going on now. Right now, it's, yeah. Stuff. Well, and even that shooting that happened, uh, at that party. Yeah. Those two knew each other. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like, had some instances where like people have pulled out guns and more so than it was they recognize someone and they have an altercation that in their mind they feel valid yeah um but at that but again it doesn't yeah, boil down to violence someone. yeah uh, or excuse me it doesn't boil down to uh they were are in physical danger yeah no yeah. it's more of i know this dude he's been peacocking around and he's yeah. been talking shit so now I'm gonna I'm gonna show them what's what. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is also perpetuated by the fact that like some people know like other people are packing, and yeah. they're gonna like pull out their gun first because like oh he might shoot me. Yeah. At the same time like <laughs> there's never been a situation where either of those guns need to get drawn. It was people looking for a fight. Yeah. And it, that just comes down to pride. I don't know. Yeah, I see a lot of pride. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest problem with the bouncers all the time. They're, I trained multiple bouncers and they're like, hey, this dude's too prideful. I mean, even like with the core crowd, there'd be times where like I'd see that punch like getting thrown. I was like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. There was a cab driver who 
had a deal like if he took somebody home and they couldn't pay, he would give them the option of being driven back downtown or he could allow the, allow the driver to punch him in the gut as hard <laughs> as he wanted. The guy was also a boxer yeah. and, and just wanted an excuse yeah. to use it. I know martial arts people who just yeah. want an excuse to use it. Oh, no. Whenever yeah. someone's drunk, I'm like, how about you punch me in the face, I'll punch you in the face. It'll be a fun game. I never take that deal. Cause <laughs> it's always going to go wrong. The person that's down for that and lets you get the first shot. They win. You never want to feel the reciprocating <laughs> yeah. end of that. Well, what is it? The, the, isn't there a, a slapping contest where, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, even I've bloody knuckles. Those. The person that always initiates the bloody knuckles, you never want <laughs> to do with them. Like, you'll be shaking, and you'll be like, all right, we're cool. We'll, we'll keep going for as long as you want. But they're just there. They they want it. Like, Yeah. That's why they initiate it. That's why yeah. this guy says, you have to let me yeah. do this. Uh, he did have one story where a guy I said, okay... And he was winding up to do it, and the guy freaked out and said, just drive me back downtown. They got back in the car, and he drove him back Which downtown. Which is smart. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good idea. I've never lived far enough from downtown to where someone's like, I can either drop you back or you can pay me. Yeah. And I've been like, I can walk that. Yeah, like, I can walk that. Yeah. I can wake up tomorrow, and like maybe my legs are a little sore, but I won't be like <laughs> yeah, punching the gut by yeah, someone who obviously wants to. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wake up with a ruptured liver, and like, oh, God. Yeah. Alright, we'll see. Well, how hard was that? That wasn't bad. No, that wasn't wasn't bad bad. at all. That's literally what we do. Alright. For like an hour. And then my phone rang. (laughs) So, you did it. I'll see you. So, Nikolai's a bouncer. Yes. Uh, I've known Nikolai for several years, and uh, he's a good guy. He's a bouncer and a bartender. Oh, so he does both. He does both. He had some interesting perspectives, and I do apologize for the recording. It's not as good as the Alejandro one we had way back at the beginning of our, our episodes um, because I'm not in Alley. And yeah. Alley was more uh, yeah. insulated than, than my... Most people probably wouldn't even notice the difference. I oh, think. hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought there was a lot of road yeah. noise. I uh, found it interesting that he's not looking for the confrontation. Why? I think he's an exception to the rule. I think if you take a job as a bouncer, that maybe you you are looking for that. Hey, I get to put hands on somebody, you know, maybe tonight or you know. He seems to not want to be in that position at all. Yeah, he seems to have a perspective more of like he said he was influenced by the movie Roadhouse to to be kind, right. to treat people with respect. Um, I'd like to think that there are more people like him, but you may be right. We've all been in clubs and and had an encounter with a security guard who was a little over the top. Who takes it a little too seriously. Right. Where it's more like, uh, I am the law. I say you're too drunk, so you go outside now. You know. I don't and, know why I threw <clears throat> a Russian accent on him. I am the law. That was uh, Stallone. Stallone in Judge Dredd. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are bartenders in this, excuse me, there are bouncers in this town who do have a zen approach or a friendly approach to interacting with their uh, the people that come to the clubs. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, have been able to circumvent issues, as opposed to the guy who stands in the corner with his arms crossed, waiting for it to go down. Right. And then he can jump in and uh-huh. wrestle someone to the ground. But on the same token, there are... People who come who are coming to the clubs who are also looking to start trouble, right? And we've seen that on a nightly basis. Yeah, and we can tell. It's funny, people. Dave and I have been in the taxi so long that we can tell 
somebody who's looking for trouble yes. even before they you know you, it's just an attitude they throw off right? right yeah well i put it this way you know how there's people who come out and they just want to get laid they're out there to get laid yeah other people come out and they just want like to get wasted <laughs> like, like <your> me <laughs> <laughs> and there are people who come out just because they want to fuck shit up mm -hmm. they have no yes. other ambition just to other than just to cause mayhem right um and by saying fuck things up, it's more like fuck somebody else up. Yeah, punch somebody in the yeah. face, uh, get in a fight. Not like throw, like break tables or bar stools. No, no. But they do They do not have a hesitation to get wrecked themselves, you know, yes. in a fight. They have absolutely no fear. And I think there are people out there who are just like that all the time. Because I know a bartender, and she's a very attractive bartender. But when she's off, she and her husband will go downtown and... Uh, separate once they get in the club and he will sit there and wait for guys to approach his wife and he causes trouble that way and i think she gets off on it too we had a conversation one point about a taxi driver i knew who picked fights with his people <laughs> in the cab yeah. but he knew how to aggravate them to the point where they acted first right. so he's getting the reactions oh, yeah. Yeah. and then he would act on it and beat the crap out of somebody yeah. cops would come and he got off you yeah. know I mean, literally, he would get off on that shit. Well, I find that in passengers all the time, they try to manipulate a reaction out of you, yeah. and it really throws them off when you don't react the way they expect you to. It's I, almost disarming. It is. I had a guy threaten to kill me in my cab. I'm going to kill you when we get there. I was driving him to uh, one of the hotels. Yeah. And at one point, I said, hey, I like your watch. He's like, yeah. And he starts talking about his watch, where he got his watch and everything. And it was gone. Yeah. You just send them in a different direction. Do you think he would have actually... No, I think he was just being weird. Well, in our experience, though, most fights don't happen. Right. Right? Um, it's a, because they a, don't really it's want... It's a barking it. match. That's right. It's posturing. Yeah. There's a lot of posturing. And if it's, they don't throw down within the first 30 seconds, it ain't happening. Usually. I mean, in my perspective. Yeah. I've seen a couple guys barking at each other and everything seems like it's going to end. And then someone in the party will say something to, you know, one of the guys in the other guy's party and it, it you know, escalates from there too. Sure, yeah. And I've seen girls push their guys into a fight. Well, and this is this brings us to another thing that he talked about, uh, Nikolai talked about, and that was pride. If I ever see a fight, I don't, it never had to happen. They don't have to happen. They don't have to happen. Yeah. Some guy called your girlfriend a bitch. You didn't have to fight. Yeah. You know? Now, I wonder if there's people who would just straight up disagree with that. I'm yeah. sure there are women who would well, say, no, I want my man to come into my defense. Oh, I'm sure there is. But yeah. I would probably say, oh, you know her, do you? <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? Sarcasm. It beats the hell out of killing oh, people. Yeah. If you make somebody laugh, it's... You can diffuse almost any situation. That's true. He doesn't make them laugh, but uh, Doug, one of the bouncers, has mm -hmm. a way of calming people down. Right. He's got the religious ears. Yeah, he's the, holy. The, yeah. the gauges in his ears. He's got huge gauges. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about Miranda before, who mm -hmm. has a way of greeting Little everybody spitfire. when they come in. Yeah. yeah. But she smiles at them, and she talks to them, and she laughs with them. And then when if something were to go down... Oh. They listen to her when she says, come with me. Right. And if they don't, they pay the price. And because she can handle it. <laughs> she can. She's freaking intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if there was one big takeaway for me, it would be that just about all the altercations you see have something to do with pride. Oh, yeah. Consider this, ladies and gentlemen. When someone is confronted with their behavior, they have a tendency to double down on that behavior because they're embarrassed. And their pride has been somewhat dinged. So be prepared for them to react to it. It's not going to like they're going to say, oh, I guess you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes mm -hmm. a really 
in somebody who's kind of evenly balanced in their brain yeah, to be able somebody to... if you challenge somebody whose pride has already been damaged right. you're just pushing them further yes they're not going to take a step back right. because you you make logical sense yeah um and that goes for that goes for your relationships i think that goes for being out on the town and getting cut off from drinks or kicked out of a bar or you want to hear a funny story yeah i was kicked out of a bar downtown one time but i was drinking water the reason I was kicked out was because I'm such a bad dancer. <laughs> Is that embarrassing? My pride was really hurt, and I wanted to fight the guy. <laughs> Did you? No. Oh, you were like, I, I said, will, I'm drinking water, man. <laughs> I will go. I've never been cut off. Uh, I've never been kicked out. Well, your girlfriends have cut you off. Of alcohol? No. Um, Sex. Oh. Okay. So that was a good interview. I enjoyed it. Um um yeah it was pretty good i should also mention he's one of our patrons so oh it's yeah really nice, well, nice well let's mention all our patrons in a different episode uh sure let's shout them out we should be doing that anyway yeah and every time we get a new one we'll shout out the new ones. yeah that's good idea. And if you want to be shouted out twice then be two patrons yeah patronize twice patronize. wait don't patronize don't patronize me, me. <laughs> no. wait please, please patronize do. me all right have a I'm good night a needy little bitch <laughs> you said it i did yeah okay all right, guys. Uh, that's our show today. Wait, I have a I have a poem to share. Okay. Want to want to hear my poem? Is this a limerick? Uh, no, not is this a limerick. No, it's not. A there limerick. once was a man from the. No, it's not. It's okay. not a limerick. It's a four line poem. Ready? Okay, go. When the weather's hot and sticky, that's no time for Duncan Dicky. When the frost is on the pumpkin, that's the time for Dicky Duncan. Okay, that's it. I got one. What? One bright day in the middle of the night. Two dead boys started to fight. They drew their swords and shot each other. And when the deaf policeman heard the noise, he shot those two dead boys. And if you don't believe my lie is true, go ask the blind man. He saw it too. What the fuck is that from? I don't know. I learned it on the bus. On when the I bus? Was, on the bus when I was a little kid. Like the special bus? Yeah, yeah. The, the rubber, little short bus? The little short bus with my little rubber helmet. Uh, that's a weird... I've never heard that before. That's weird. Yeah, it was... I don't know. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was cool. I, I remember. Okay, so, wait. I was amazing you remembered it all. Wait, I got another one. I got another one. No, I wrote this no one more, down. No I more. wrote this one down because it was so funny. It was David Arquette was on one of the uh, talk shows, and he had this song. Ladies and gentlemen, you may want to play this a couple times to write it down yourself, but it's cute. Doe, I need to buy some beer. Ray, the guy I buy beer from. Me, the guy I buy beer for, fa the store's too far for me to run. So I think I'll have a beer. La 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 la. la. Tea. <clears throat> no thanks. I'll have some beer, which brings me back to dough, which I need to buy some beer. Isn't that clever. Very clever. Yeah, I like that one. All right. <laughs> Good joke, Dev. All right. Stay positive, kids. Stay off drugs. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode. And you can find us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. Wherever you download this podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. 
We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us, and we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.